Join me in a conversation I have with holistic health coach, Drea Cloak. I'm so excited to share our conversation about self-care, balanced and holistic living, and the struggles of working with people and their challenges of day-to-day life while balancing our own personal needs and struggles. I'm Annalise Lucero, and this is The Good, The Bad, The Family. Welcome. I'm super excited to introduce a friend and like, I would totally like to think of you as a peer now in the mental health world. Um, my friend Drea Cloak, a holistic health coach, and her program is Balanced Body Blueprint. And Drea, why don't you just kind of take over and, and say hi and introduce a little more about yourself. Oh man, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be chatting with you today. Um, as you said, my name is Drea Cloak. I am a holistic health coach and I run a program for women um, called Balanced Body Blueprint. And it helps women gain body confidence, um, ditch perfectionist tendencies around dieting and movement and um reach your goals without restriction. And all of that being said, to tie it back to the mental health world, there's a lot of mindset work that goes into this. Um, It's not just like nutrition and movement, uh, but we can like dive into that as the podcast goes on. But um, yeah, I'm super excited to be here. Thanks. Yeah. I think that was one of the things that really turned me on to, um, well, so I, I originally started seeing your posts because we're friends like personally and, and then you would share your content and your Instagram stories. And I was like, this is interesting. I don't know, like I've never been into dieting. I've tried like keto for a little while, but I ended up having gallbladder problems and I thought, okay, well maybe there's something to that, right? Like this isn't for me. Um, but your stuff really turned me on because it looked at the whole person. And in my work as a marriage and family therapist and doing systems therapy, like that's how I live my life. That's my philosophy is treating people as a whole and full person. And so I'm kind of curious, like how that really ties in like the holistic and whole person, like as the the foundation of what you do. So tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. So before, when a client comes to work with me before we even talk about nutrition before we even talk about movement or any, like, I don't believe in dieting. So there's no dieting involved. Um, we look at their life as a whole. Um, so we look at things like, um, relationships. We look at their career, like what's going on in their relationships, what's going on in their career. Um, what's going on in like their physical activity, like as far as not like, how much are you working out? But like, are you moving your body? Right. Like, because it's just a part of health. Um, what's going on in your spiritual life and whether that's, whether you're religious, um, you know, like I grew up Catholic, like whether you're religious or like meditation is your spiritual life. Like it's people always freak out when I'm like, so what's your spiritual life look like? And they're like, uh, I'm like, it could be whatever you want. It could be trees. Trees could be your spiritual life. Like, there's no judgment here. Right. Um, so we look at things like that as well as like finances, like creativity, joy, relationships, home environment, right? Because if they're 
are, is any kind of like stress in any of those areas or any, um, I use stress because that's usually the biggest one, but any kind of emotions lying in any of those areas and you have a physical goal of losing weight or like being more confident in your body or reaching your health goals, um, that there's going to be a hiccup over here. And I know people can't see me. I have like my hands waving everywhere, but um, it's all connected, right? So um, by tying the mindset piece and the whole body, that's how it's like more holistic um, in with like the nutrition and then the movement and like freeing up stress along the way, right? And getting clear on the priorities that you have for your life, right? Like whether you're a mom, you're a working mom and you want to spend more time with your kids, but your job is requiring you to work 60 hours a week. Like, is that really where your priority lies, you know, or is there some like give and take there? Mm -hmm. Um, And I bring that up because in the last round or two rounds ago, I did some group coaching and I had three women. I think I shared this with you the other day. um, I had three women tell me after I checked in with them, after like a month of them completing the program that they were switching jobs because it wasn't like in alignment and in balance with um, the life that they wanted to create. And I'm like, that is freaking huge. Like that turns me on, (laughs) you know, because if that's what's holding you back, if that's not bringing you happiness, like, and you have the ability to do that, that's amazing. Right. And that's going to be a game changer in their life. Oh yeah. I'm sure that awareness on, recognizing like what's getting in the way of them meeting their goals, that awareness can be put into action. And when it is put into action, it always feels so good to be on like the other end, sort of validating it and like cheering it on. So I'm totally with you. Like, yes, it's exciting. Um, I'm curious how you got into this, like how, because I know you back from the days when you were in the sorority with my sister yeah. So I, I don't know how you went from that college life to this. So fill me in. Cause I'm, I'm sure everyone's wondering, like, how do you get into this? How did you hear about it? Learn about it? Train for it? Like, what do you, what'd you do? Yeah, sure. So it's a long story. I'll try to sum it up. Um, I, so when I was 17, so before I met you, Mm-hmm. All right, there's like three dogs here. So no, no, that's okay. Dogs, dogs are welcome. We're a family yes, podcast. They're great. <laughs> they're great. Um, so when I was 17, so the summer between my junior and senior year, I had gained probably like 15 pounds. And I was prior to that, I was like so unaware of my body, right? Like I liked clothes and I bought what fit and like didn't think about anything, right? And then my clothes stopped fitting. And, um, I'm already like, you know, we're tall, like I'm five, nine. Mm-hmm. So I was already like bigger than my five, two soccer playing friends. <laughs> like, so it was just like, I was very aware of it. And those were back in the days. Like, I remember my parents telling me like, eat less, work out more. I'm like, I mean, that advice is just, such bullshit. but no offense to my parents, but like, <laughs> we just know that now, you know? And, um, oh my gosh, I don't know what's happening. Sorry. So we, um, okay, so that happened in between freshman and senior year. So like, I like to joke, I came there like freshman 15 um, early, like I was an overachiever. And so then in college, like everything was just kind of like evened out and it was fine, you know, like, but I was always very aware of my body. I 
felt like I was always trying a diet. Like I remember like a goal in a different sorority was selling Herbalife. And so I was like doing Herbalife or I was like eating high protein or doing the zone diet. Like I just did a ton of diets and never really saw any real results. And so this spanned over the course of 10 years. So from when I was 17 to 27 Wow. and, um, you know, I would like lose some and then I'd gain it back plus more and lose some and then gain it back plus more. So, uh, I probably like 26, 27, I was probably at like my heaviest weight. Um, but I had started a new job and I was also teaching, I was into fitness. So I was teaching six spin classes a week at, um, a sports and wellness here. And, um, I was like kind of dating this guy that he was a friend of mine and it just like, wasn't great. And, um, there, I won't get into the details on that, but it's just like, eh. and there were like a lot of red flags. And then I also gotten an IUD put in. So all of these are related, I promise. And um, I, when I got the IUD put in, I probably gained like 20 pounds, mm-hmm. like not exaggerating, like in a month, like it was instant. And mm-hmm. I'm like, nothing has changed that much in my life. Like, but at that same time, I experienced my first anxiety attack. I was driving back to work and I was screaming and crying, like screaming at the top of my lungs and like bawling, Mm -hmm. like as I was driving back to my office and I had never experienced an anxiety attack ever. And, um, I had four that day. And so that was like this like huge wake up call to me that like Mm -hmm. something needed to change. And I like just wanted to feel like myself again, because I went from like, I mean, being myself to like not feeling like myself. And I just like, I was kind of like a recluse. Like I didn't want to be around people. Like I wasn't social and like, I'm pretty social, you know? And so, um, like I didn't go to like my 10 year reunion. Like there was just like a bunch of stuff like going on. Um, so I like got the IUD taken out. My best friend's husband was in, uh, school in Dallas to be a chiropractor And so I was like talking to him about some like supplements that I like could take to like calm my nervous system. Um, I started going to therapy. Um, I started going to acupuncture, which was a game changer. Um, And I stopped teaching spin um, and I was just like subbing. Uh, And I started doing like more yoga and Pilates Mm -hmm. and just slowing down my workout to like really like manage the cortisol that was like super spiked. Right. Um, and like calm down again, my nervous system. And so at the yoga studio, um, it had just opened, this was in 2013. So I think it opened in October, 2013. Um, I got to be friends with like the owners and the wife was like, you need to like quit your job. Like we're in the locker room one day after, um, class. And she's like, you need to like quit your job. And become a yoga instructor and become a health coach. And I'm just going to plan out your life for you. And I was like, okay, what's a health coach? (laughs) And and she's like, I have this girl I want you to meet. She's a health coach. You're going to love her. Um, I'm like, okay. Cause like Delyn, her name's Delyn. She knew my story. And like, she knew that I was like, 
you know, just like recovering, right. Or like healing. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I was introduced to this girl named Kaylin. She was a health coach and I like did her program and she was more, she did programs that were like more like cooking and it was more like vegetarian, vegan food. So like, she really got me in the kitchen cooking. Cause like I lived by myself, like I thought eating like protein bars was healthy. Like I thought like diet foods were healthy and it's, that's not true. <laughs> like They're not. <laughs> and so it really got me like in the kitchen, like cooking and like paying attention to ingredients and like, um, you know, like trying different dietary lifestyles and then recognizing that like I don't need to be vegan. I don't need to be paleo. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't need to be on a diet, you know? And the biggest thing with everything I just shared is like this whole time, there was probably like eight months of Drea is what I like to call it. Um, that I, uh, wasn't focused on the weight. Like I was just wanting to focus like, and feel like myself again. I wanted to, you know, just be confident in my body to feel like Drea again. And, um, be able to like be social without like having an anxiety attack. Right. Um, and I remember looking, there was this point when I was in yoga, I always like set up in like the back corner. I don't know why it's like where I go. And there's a mirror to the left of me. And I remember seeing, um, like I was in some pose and I like saw like rolls, like in my like stomach and I like went to judge myself. And I, um, like had this moment of like, no, like you do not shame yourself. You do not judge yourself. Like you are strong. Like you are capable. You're in this hot room doing a pose that like a lot of people can't do. Like what, what is wrong with you? You know? So that was like a huge pivoting, like, like a huge point in my life that like pivot, right. That I wasn't like focused on my body. I wasn't focused on the weight. It was just more like becoming healthy. Um, so with all that being said, I talked myself out of health co- going to like health coaching, getting certified in health coaching because I was like, nobody in New Mexico is like going to know what it is. Like oh, it was just yeah. like fear talking. Right. So this is like 2013, 2014. And then in 2016, I was working um, at this advertising company. And my boss comes running down the hallway and she like knew like I was in this like health, like space that it was just like my like hobby. Right. Mm -hmm. And she was like, you're going to be so proud of me. And I'm like, why? Like I signed up to work with a health coach and I go, Oh, like, that's great. But like internally, I was so offended (laughs) because I was like, why don't you want to work with me? But I wasn't a health coach. And like, that was like the best part. So, um, I believe in signs. That was a sign. Mm -hmm. Um, So I signed up to get certified as a holistic health coach through the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, which is based out of New York. Um, And so I went through their program. Um, It was about a year and got my certification in 2017. Um, But also what I didn't mention is I like started dating in 2013, my now husband. (laughs) And so we got engaged in 2017. Then I planned a wedding. I switched jobs and that didn't work out, but it was a blessing. And 
then in 2019, I started my health coaching job. So it's been like a long road to get here, but I'm happy I'm like finally here. Definitely. <laughs> um, yeah. That's quite a journey. That is, that's a lot of like processing your experience and awareness and like insightfulness. I mean, dang, I don't know if I've even like thought about all those things for myself, but I do feel like your story is so relatable, you know, like just the, the wanting to feel like yourself and like wanting to feel strong and not measuring yourself to some unattainable society you know, expectation, but to like yeah. your own feeling inside. Yeah. Well, and it's what I didn't mention that the story is so long, like, and I can like go, you know how your brain works. Like you can go into all these like nooks and crannies and then I like forget things. So when I was doing this, but started, I want to say in like March of 2013 was like when I was having the like anxiety, like heavy anxiety attacks. Right. Um, I met with a therapist and she wanted to put me on anti-anxiety, antidepressants. And I asked like, what would that do? And she was like, it'll just basically blanket the symptoms. And I was like, no, I want to learn how to deal with them on my own because Mm -hmm. if this is going to be something that I'm living with, like I need to know how to handle it. And so I was like really proud of myself in that moment to be like, I'm going to figure this out for me, you know, which I have. but then also like in focusing on getting healthy and like going to acupuncture, like doing some kinesiology, cooking more, like understanding what ingredients are in my food or in, like processed food in the grocery store. Like I was just like nerding out on all this stuff. Um, I ended up losing probably, I don't weigh myself. I threw out my scale, but like around 35 pounds mm-hmm. over the course of like a year, a year and a half. Um, so it was slow. But I have kept it off, like the body fluctuates every now and then, you know, but I've kept it off for nine years. And like, that's better than any diet out on the market. Like, and I was living my life. Like, like I mentioned, I was dating my now husband and like, we love beer and we were going to Marble or like some brewery on the weekends. We have a tradition or had it's loose now, but had a tradition of eating Dion's pizza on Sundays. Like, and so I was like enjoying food. I was enjoying life. I was drinking, like I'm not a super strict human and that's what you'll learn in balanced body blueprint. But, um, through all of these things, through like leveling out through finding balance of all areas in my life, I was able to like get healthier, but also, like feel better in my body as well. And like the weight fell off, which Mm -hmm. is so funny to me. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's just like the evidence that it's working and that it can be. So I'm curious, how do you, with your clients, how do you create goals? And then how do you like measure if they're meeting their goals? Yeah. So it's very holistic. Um, and it's all also super individualized. Um, I believe in bioindividuality, which is um, one person's food is another person's poison. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes with any area of life, not just food. So um, the client really, we discuss like their goals or they set themselves up. Um, there's like an exercise that we do of like, they 
envision what their life wants to look like, the belief that they have to have about themselves to like reach their goals, the characteristics that they need to embody. Um, and then also they have like intentions for the course, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, of, of like how they want to work through the course and, um, there's check-ins the way that, so there's like different ways I run my course right now. I'm promoting, um, a online course, so it's kind of self-paced, but they still get support from me in a Facebook group. And I'm currently offering like six group coaching calls with it. Um, so there'll be like little check-ins, but if you work one-on-one with me, there's like a weekly check-in. And so that's more of like the measurement of like how they're doing with their habits, right? Because that's what balanced body blueprint is like that's the goal is to like implement these healthy habits uh-huh. um, based on what goals they have. So like we talk about what wins they have. We talk about the struggles that they have, um, how many vegetables they eat. Like, are they integrating vegetables? Like um, what else do is on that check-in sheet? Like how much they've moved um, that day, like how, or that week, how many times they've moved. So different things of the sort and then like what they want to focus on next in the coming week and Mm -hmm. like what they feel like they could do better in the current week. Um, So there's no numbers. I'm not a big number person. I don't believe in measuring your food. I don't believe in um, like counting calories or macros or anything of the sort. Um, I don't even like Apple watches like to like measure how many calories you run. I think it like messes with your mind too much. Um, and so it's really just like feeling into the body and like learning how to listen to your body and, um, understand what it's telling you, you know, and like basing it on like feeling, um, <laughs> uh, which is kind of like, that's the holistic side. It's like the woo woo side, right? It's, there's not a measurement. Um, it's like getting to know your body because your body's going to give you all the answers going forward. Yeah. So, Oh, I love that. I think, I think that's amazing. And as a marriage and family therapist, I'm trained in systems therapy, which Mm -hmm. is like, um, more of that holistic view. Like I hate pathologizing. It's something that I really, you know, you have to play the insurance game and to get paid by insurance, you have to diagnose. But I mean, I, I try to stay bare minimum on pathologizing my clients, but sometimes there requires like more extensive treatment. I don't prescribe medication. Thank God. I would never want to be responsible for that. But like, how do you recognize when someone is in need of like deeper work that requires that next level of like treatment? Yeah. So I like a big goal in creating balanced body blueprint was to empower women to become their own health advocate. Like I had to at the beginning of the story that I shared about my personal story. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I am a big believer in therapy. Um, I'm a big believer in acupuncture. I think everybody can benefit from those two. And so, um, I speak with my clients about like, you know, I had a client who, um, there was like a lot of like alcohol involved Mm -hmm. and she knew it and she would like get away from it at some point and then it would come back. And she worked with me probably for six months, if not a little longer. 
and they had like made this big move and I was like I think she needs like something more like I think she needs a therapist and what was really cool is I was like hey like you know you're we're coming to an end like did you want to like renew working with me or what's your plan and she was like actually like I think I'm going to go see a therapist Mm. about this and I was like you know, like, because you, I don't ever, I want people to empower people to make their own decisions. And like, that's what I tell my clients from the very beginning of working with me. I'm like, I can give you, I'm never going to tell you what to eat. I'm never going to tell you how to move your body. I can give you suggestions and it's up to you to implement those because Mm -hmm. you're an adult. Like you're not a child you're an adult and you need to take responsibility for your own health. Like you need to be an advocate Mm -hmm. for yourself. So everything that I give clients is just a suggestion and it's up to them to implement it. So it's really cool when you see your clients like making those decisions for themselves and like seeing like that they like know that that's the next step, you know? So, yeah. So we call it self. <laughs> no, you did. You did. I'm just admiring. I wish people could see your face because you're so um, you're so like your smile is big, and you, you. I can tell that you really care about your clients and the work you do, and you take it really seriously. And I think people, when when I first heard like, oh, health coach or life coach, like it comes with that stigma of like, oh, you don't know. You're just you know, you're just there giving advice. And I think that this is not that at all. And so I'm so glad because I recognize that when I would watch your, your stuff and read your information, I was like, this, this is more, this is more than that. And I, I know for myself, I could benefit from it. I know many of my clients and my friends and family members could benefit from, from this lifestyle. Um, I'm, I am curious though about like how, cause as a therapist, we put ourselves in check a lot. Like we have to be in a total awareness of our biases of our, we call it self of the therapist, right? Like you, I have a supervisor that I have to like talk to about certain, and I'm of course hearing different things than you hear in my sessions and stuff, totally different, but you're working so close with people on really deep rooted personal issues. How do you like balance that for yourself? Like one, how do you take care of yourself and set boundaries? Right. And two, like, how do you avoid projecting your own feelings into your experience with clients? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I think that was hard for me in the beginning, not in the, like, I think everybody wants to relate right. Um, to one another, but really like, and I'd love to hear what you think about this. So like everybody just wants to be like heard, loved and seen. And so I see that with my clients. Uh, They just want someone to talk to. They just want somebody to understand what they're going through. So I want to share my experience with them, but I don't want to take away from their experience. I don't want to, um, I don't like take the limelight away, I guess, you know? And so I try to be, it depends on the situation and I have no idea if I do this right or not. It's just what like feels good to me. Like I just want to be as authentic as possible and like let them know that like I can understand what they're going through. Um, But also then just like dig deeper by like asking questions um, to get 
them to kind of like figure out like the next step that they need to take versus me being like, well, this is what I did. Like, because right. what works for me, going back to bioindividuality, what works for me probably isn't going to work for you, mm-hmm. you know? And so also I recognize that. So it's more like I just get more inquisitive with them. I may tell them what I did as like an example. And I think people like that. I don't know if your like clients are like that, but like, I think people like examples of like what to eat, but then like make it their own, you know, or whatever it is. Um, but for me to like, how I like, what was your question about how I deal with it? Like staying. Yeah. Like how do you set boundaries for yourself to, um, you know, not let it affect your moments, like between clients in your day-to-day life? Like, is there a boundary that you have for like, this is my time with clients and this is my time personal? Oh yeah. So I, I think it's like the way that I like set up my day or like when I set up my calls. Right. And even like running a business online because everything is through Instagram, having like a time that I just like put my phone away or I like give my phone to my husband. And it's really nice because like he doesn't have social media. I don't even know that he like exactly knows what I do like or how I run my business. But like, um, it's a good balance of just like allowing myself to like take time for myself. Um, I like to cook. And mm-hmm. so dinner time is like my decompressing time. Um, and I also like to move like I like, like it's like a non-negotiable for me. So like whether I like take my dog for a walk or like I go to a class, you know, Um, but I feel like I've done like a pretty good job of separating my feelings from the clients, but I do like I'm an empath. And so I can take that on. Um, But just knowing again, that it's the client's responsibility. It's not my responsibility to like fix anybody, you know, mm-hmm. like they have to do it for themselves, which is hard, but cause I care, but yes. Yeah. I, I can relate my to job. that. Yeah. I can relate yeah. to that. Um, I, we always say in my peer group, like don't work harder than your clients because yeah. it's you like, I can't be working harder than them. Otherwise yeah. they're not doing the work. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I think that was hard. I'm sure it was like it's similar with you. Like when you first started practicing, mm-hmm. like I'm like, why isn't this person showing up to the call? Or why isn't this person doing the assignment? Or why like and I wanted to like be like, hey, like, you know, mm-hmm. do the thing. <laughs> Show up. And I actually go to a therapist too. And I talked to her about that. And she was saying, you remind like she's like, you have to create a boundary around that. Like remind them once. Like you can check yeah. in with them once and then it's on them. And that was probably like the best advice because like I was probably like checking in on them multiple times and like that drains my energy. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, it goes back to like being self-responsible, like for your health, for the actions that you're taking. And if you're not going to show up, that's not on me, you right. know? Yeah. And it may just not be their time yet. That's kind of how I try to think yeah. about it with, with my clients. Okay. So now you bring up a really good, a good topic that I wanted to get to. And I feel like we've gotten here very naturally. Um, I am very curious about your personal experience with this lifestyle change and living a holistic life. Like, how does this affect your relationships with family, friends? Like, you know, yeah, just tell me all about that. (laughs) 
Sure. Um, I was thinking about this because you mentioned this was going to come up. So I think the biggest thing, oh, there's two things. So we'll start with one. Me making these choices, like for myself, it's for me. And I think I know that it has to be for, like, it has to be everybody's individual choice to make decisions like that. Okay. And so, um, like with my husband, like I cook for us, but, and he likes my cooking, but like, he doesn't eat like me on a normal basis. Like he's such like a sandwich and burrito and like beer guy, you know, like, and so I don't push it like, cause it has to be his choice, like of how he eats and nothing wrong with sandwiches or burritos. Like, let's get that clear. But like, I just don't eat like that a lot, you know? And so like, I'm eating more like veggies and rice and, you know, like I'm gluten-free, like I'm allergic to gluten and eggs. So like, I can't have those things on a normal basis. Um, so I think me recognizing that it has to be somebody's choice. Like I know when I work with like a lot of clients, they're like, how'd you get your husband on board? And I'm like, well, I cook. So he eats what I cook, but like, it has to be his decision to like make these changes. Like even with like products that I buy, um, like I won't buy him certain things. <laughs> like, so it's like, I will not like support, like I'm a big believer in like voting with your dollars. And so like, I will not support like big food, like brands like in my house. And so like, um, I'm like, I'm not buying that for you. Like, if you want it, you can go buy it. He's like, okay. And he knows like, and it's fine. And there's all the other alternatives that I'll like introduce him to, you know, like, um, there's a joke with my sister-in-law, her sister came in town and like, she had like Chips Ahoy cookies for her kids. And like, dad came home with like a pack of like Chips Ahoy cookies. Cause like, they're not in our house, you know? Um, so just knowing that it's somebody's personal choice. Um, I think even with my parents, um, I get a lot of like, oh, if this doesn't have gluten in it, I'm not going to like it. And I'm like, I mean, for those of you, you can't see me. I just rolled my eyes. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And I know they just kind of like give me a hard time and I brush it off. But like, what's funny is like, I have a cute story of my Nana, um, my grandmother made make basically Texas sheet cake all our life. And it's our favorite. And like my favorite dessert to this day was like vanilla ice cream. Um, and it's, we call it Nana's chocolate cake. Well, when I decided, when I found out I was allergic to gluten and eggs, I recreated it. Mm-hmm. And I did a blind taste test with my dad. who's the one who's always giving me like, oh, I hope there's gluten in this, you know, comment. He thought mine was the original. And, Perfect. and so I was like, ha, huh, it doesn't matter if there's gluten in it. So I think there's just like this, all of this to be said, there's this perception, right? That like, I'm going to judge you for how you're eating, like, or I'm gonna, or I don't eat certain things. Like I get a lot of comments like, oh, you probably don't eat bacon because it's bad for you. And I was like, I eat a lot of bacon. (laughs) Like when I want bacon, I eat bacon, you know? And, um, I think it's more people's projection of themselves, like, of like, 
oh, she's going to judge me because I'm eating bacon for breakfast. Or like, she's going to judge me because I'm eating a donut or Mm -hmm. like I eat donuts. Like, so I think that's been the biggest thing, like with me living this lifestyle, um, one recognizing that it has to be somebody's choice. So like, I've wanted to clean out my parents' like pantry for years and they just let me do it in 2020. Like, and just like introduce them to like new options, whether they've stuck with it. I don't know. (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) Like maybe they try, but like they let me like go grocery shopping for them and like show them like, instead of like using canola oil, you can use extra virgin olive oil or like a high quality avocado oil to cook with. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's going to be a big change, like with your health, right. That could Mm -hmm. affect your health in a positive way. So just like, again, knowing that it's somebody's individual choice and not pushing like my views on them, like knowing that I'm doing it for myself. Um, And like, hopefully like being a mirror to people, like, cause I have like family members that are like, Oh, like I tried that, you know, dessert that you like had, or like those cookies that you shared. And I love them. They're like, so good. I'm like, awesome. Mm -hmm. Like, good for you. You chose that. And like, also like making people, I don't think it's my job to make them feel comfortable, but just like educating them when they say like, oh, you probably like don't eat that. I'm like, I do eat that when I want to eat it. But when I don't want to eat it, I don't worry about it, you know, like, and I'm, I'm making the choice for myself and you can make whatever choice you want. Um, and I'm okay with that. Like, because you're an adult. Does that ever get exhausting? Like having to be constantly like misunderstood? Yes always like I um I have a friend who I've always been like a weird order like when I like go to restaurants and now that I've like have these allergies like I'm even worse but I I I know what I want like I know Mm -hmm. what I can have and I do my work I do my investigating before we get to a restaurant like so I can like know what I can eat or if I can eat there. And if I can't, I eat before. Like I just take care of like what I need to take care of, you know, but I have this friend who like makes a comment. I mean, as long as I've known her has made a comment about how I order things. And I like finally told her, I think it was this year. Like I was like, I'm going to order something. I don't need commentary on it. <laughs> um, and we're done with that. And she was like, Oh, Oh, okay. Cause like for years she, she was always saying something like, of course you're going to order that. Of course you're going to order it this way or like something. And I'm like, finally was like, you know, I'm tired of it. Like, and it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't like I was mad. It's just like, stop. It's a boundary. Yeah. Like I'm putting this boundary up and she was like, oh, okay. I won't say anything. Like, thank you. Yeah. Like, so. What other what other boundaries have you had to set like socially? Because I, I know for me becoming a therapist, I have completely changed socially. Like working and yeah. engaging with people, it just changes you. And and then you know adding on your lifestyle choices and being holistic and all your living, not just in your food choices, but in your whole yeah. living way. Like right, like the yeah. products you buy, the choices you make. So like what boundaries have you had to establish with friends? Cause it sounds like your family you've kind of managed. Yeah. But socially, uh, like, what are you doing? Socially? I would say like, I, 
a rule that I always like have like put into place is like, I'm going to control what I can control Mm -hmm. and I'm going to let go of things that I cannot control. So, um, if I go, like, I know every ingredient in my household, in my pantry, in my, um, refrigerator, but like when we go out to eat, I'm not going to like stress about that. Right. Because like, I am a foodie and I want to live life, you know? So like, that's, like a good, it feels like a good rule to me. You know, like I follow these accounts that are like super strict with like their like holistic living or their like non-toxic living. Well, first of all, it's like impossible to be non-toxic in this world. Like, so um, it's just like not worth the stress. Like, I feel like that's like counting calories again. Like it's just going to add more stress to my <laughs> life. So it's like, I found that balance. Um, socially, I feel like, I mean, I like to drink like I like alcohol but like I just don't drink as much as I used to as often as I used to um I know that that makes me sound like I'm like an alcoholic I never was I promise but um but it just like I don't want to feel like shit you know I don't want to feel shitty the next day like there are exceptions you know to that like special occasions where like you have more than you normally would um And I'm okay with that, but I just like, I want to feel good all the time. Like I want to be able to, especially like owning your own business, I could work on a Saturday or I could have to work on a Sunday. So like, it's not like I have weekends off. I mean, I do if I make it that way, but I could have something to do. Mm -hmm. And so like, I don't want to be hungover. Like, right. um, I have, um, I have a book and I'm going to, I'm going to, I, I don't have, I didn't write it. I, my sister, Becky, turned me on to it. And I've just been like telling everybody about it that I can, because I, I don't particularly like drinking alcohol. Um, mm-hmm. And I will occasionally, but very, very rarely. Uh, but it's called Quit Like a Woman. Okay. And it completely, I don't know the name of the author, but for, for you and for anybody that's listening, to this podcast, my thousands of listeners, right? Yeah. This book, it's, it, it's changed my point of view on alcohol, which is interesting because I worked in an IOP doing treatment for addiction and have worked with many, many women on quitting drinking. And this mm-hmm. still had so much information and a perspective about being a woman and stopping drinking alcohol. And it really ties into that like holistic point of view of like how, yeah. how it affects you personally, socially, physically, mentally, like all these things. And so it's a really, it's for, for you in your personal life, but also like in your professional life too, to mm-hmm. understand the, that aspect. So quit, quit like a woman. It's a very good. Book. I have it. I have it written down. I'll check it out for sure. Good. The audiobook uh, is good too. It's read by the author. So it's. Oh, cool. Fun. Okay. I love a good audiobook sometimes. Um, yeah, I would say like that, that's like the biggest like shift socially, just because like Jack and I, my husband and I are so social. I like mm-hmm. talk like people know him, but you know, him. <laughs> um, like, uh, we are so social and I think that's like been the biggest shift. Another one would be like, I just found out about the food allergies that I have last March. So March, 2020, um, So just like, again, controlling what I can and like 
if I go to a friend's house and we're having lunch or whatever, dinner, like I bring what I can eat, you know? And I also encourage my clients to do that when they go to like a potluck or like to somebody's house or to, you know, Thanksgiving to like make something that is going to nourish you and it's going to make you feel good. Um, and instead of something you think everyone else is going to like, like you'll, they'll probably like it more, you know? And, um, again, taking care of yourself while in social situations. Yeah, definitely. So, okay, before we wrap up, I have one more curiosity. Um, What are you still working on? Like, where are you... Where are you shifting priorities to, to really find that balance? Yeah, such a good question. And such a good point. So with, I mean, everything that I'm going to say something and then I'll answer that question. But like, um, I think what makes balanced body blueprint so different, um, is that it's not a quick fix. Mm -hmm. It's not a diet. It's a lifestyle, right? It's making sustainable habits that you can carry with you over the course of your life and um, knowing that your health and your priorities are always changing, right? And being, and whether that's your physical health, your mental health, your emotional health, and like having the tools that you need to combat whatever comes your way, right? And so um, I think that's, good for anybody who's listening to know and like anybody who's like interested in the program to know, because like, I'm always, to answer your question, I'm always working on something. (laughs) So, um, and it's like, you are always going to be working on something. So, um, most recently I've been working with on my hormones. Um, so Jack and I, I don't know if he wants me talking about this, but whatever. So we've been trying to have babies, um, for a while and it hasn't happened, but I am still optimistic (laughs) about it. And I had met with a doctor who was like a functional medicine doctor. So this was last year, like, again, like February, 2020, March, 2020, they also were the ones who found I had like the allergies. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm like really proud of the story, which is why I'm sharing it. So when he tested me, last year, I had really low estrogen, um, to where he was kind of like, you're not going to be able to like, with like your hormone levels. And there was like something with my DHEA and my cortisol. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, you would not, you're not going to be able to conceive. Like, even if you were to do IVF, you would not be able to conceive at this point. And I was like, oh, like, just like, I was honestly like pissed. like you're a man and like you don't get to tell me about my body like you don't even have my organs you know like oh yeah and you can't you're also not an OB I was pissed and so I was like okay I'm gonna take what I can like what I want to from him and that's like that's like having sovereignty like over your body right of like I'm gonna take what information you give me and like what feels right um, I'm going to roll with. Right. So I started doing like some supplements that he gave me. I mean, like vitamin D, like there was like a couple, like other ones. Um, I stopped 
doing as much hot yoga. I didn't stop hot yoga because I love it. Um, but I stopped doing as much hot yoga. I stopped drinking caffeine. Um, I started like drinking less. Um, I feel like everybody during the pandemic drank more and I like drink less. <laughs> so yes. that was probably great for my mental health. Um, and I'm trying to think what else changed. Oh, just like paying attention to food, but like I'm always doing that. So it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like a big change. Well, I don't work with him anymore. He actually moved, but I went to a different um, doctor this year, like a new endocrinologist. And then um, I got some blood work through my OB. My estrogen levels are in the normal range. Um, My cortisol levels are normal. Um, There wasn't anything that came up with my DHEA. And I'm like, can I cuss on here? I'm like, F yes. <laughs> like, it's a family podcast, sorry. But like, I was just so proud because it's like, I did that naturally. Like, I didn't have to like supplement with estrogen. Like, my body healed itself by itself with like minimal changes that I made. And so that's been really cool. And I just found that out probably like a month or two ago. So that's um, amazing. Congratulations. Yeah. That is like manifesting what you want, like physically. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And like, I think that that, like, it's cool. Like when you, I am not a patient person, let's put that like at all. But like when you have that like patience and you do the work and you show up and you choose yourself and you choose your health and you have like a goal that means something to you, like you can do hard things. Like it's not even that hard. It wasn't hard. It's just like getting, focusing on your health, you know, like, but it, I recognize that it can be hard for some people like to like give up certain things. Um, But I think it's worth it when you know, like what the outcome is going to be or could be. Well, and so, it sounds like it sounds like the strength that you had to recognize like that anger that really was like taking power over your own body. To yeah. me, it sounds like that journey started back in 2014, 2000, whenever you first started yeah. living that more holistic life. Like you had to have the awareness that you had the power within you to make that change. Yeah. And so yeah. that that to me is like wow, with, with awareness. And that's kind of a lot of my job is just like calling attention to bringing awareness to, um, areas where people have control. And I think, I think I thank you for sharing that with me and with my podcast and my thousands of lists. I'll say it every time I have thousands of listeners. Do it. Yes. You will have thousands of listeners. It's going to happen one day, but I, I do. I thank you for sharing that because your vulnerability is relatable. And, and your journey is relatable. And I think seeing you be successful, but also like it, there's no gold medal. There's not like an end point. And that might seem overwhelming, but I think also that's just reality. Like, well, let's live in reality. Yeah. And it's not like you're tackling everything at once. Like I always say like, um, progress over perfection, right? So just take steps mm-hmm. like in the right direction and not every day is going to be perfect. I work with a lot of type A women, like being one myself, like, you know, your diet's not going to be perfect. Your day is not going to be perfect. Your workout's not going to be perfect, but that doesn't mean you didn't do something. Right. And then the other thing I tell them is like, um, small daily habits lead to long-term growth. 
And that's what I like to remind them. It's like, what can you change today? Right? Like, for example, I cut out caffeine last March, actually, on daylight savings time. It was the worst day to cut out caffeine. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. sounds horrible. <laughs> I went into a meeting because I was working with this other group at the time, too. And the guy that I worked with was like, what is wrong with you? Like, I couldn't formulate a sentence. And I was like, I gave up caffeine and it's daylight savings time. He was like, something is going on. Um, but yeah, so like, yeah, it's hard, but it's doable. You know, like. You, I think everything takes like two to three weeks to like become a habit, right? Like just consistently doing it like two to three weeks and then you can do it for however long after that. So, so how do people find you if they want to start this program or learn more? Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, social media is the best way to find me. I'm currently restructuring my website. So that's not available. So um, I'm at Drea, D-R-E-A dot cloak, C-L-O-A-K on Instagram, or you can search Drea Cloak on Facebook. Those are the two main platforms I'm on. So that's Drea dot cloak on Instagram and then Drea Cloak on Facebook. And you can just send me a DM. Um, I'm actually enrolling for my online course right now um, until next Friday, which I don't know that date, but a week from this Friday. I don't know when this podcast will go up. Probably soon. soon? Okay. <laughs> that was very bad. Um, yeah, no. So let's look at the date. Um, but if you're interested, I'll throw you in there. Not a big deal. Um, so I'm ro- enrolling for my online course right now. And uh, you can just DM me for the details and follow along. And I offer a lot of like free content. Um mainly three to five times a week. So you can follow along there. As well. Yes. I love your content. I'm really Thank grateful you. that you came. I'm so grateful that you shared so much of your story and experience. I mean, you're just wonderful. I find you amazing and um, I love following your journey. So I'll continue doing that. Thank you. I'm so grateful for you having me and I'm always so excited to talk to you. So thank you so much. If you want to learn more about Drea's business and her holistic health coaching, you can find her on Instagram at drea.cloak and you can find her on Facebook searching Drea, D-R-E-A, Cloak, C-L-O-A-K. If you want to hear more from the good, the bad, the family, please subscribe. Or you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at MFT. Thanks for listening. licensed and trained marriage and family therapist, but this podcast is not a replacement for therapeutic advice. If you need help finding a therapist, visit psychologytoday.com to find a therapist in your area.